rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. We meet at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. And then we're rebroadcast starting Sunday on Progressive Voices at 6 p.m. Eastern or anytime on the Progressive Voices app or SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please become a patron. I mean, I do this every week. Um, I know the regulars probably get bored of it, but we're, we got to reach out and get new people to keep coming back. I enjoy uh, seeing our community grow, so I've been encouraging people to come on Saturday and hang out on the YouTube channel, specifically, because YouTube is, uh, you know, a lot of a lot more people on YouTube, and I enjoy it because I can actually see the, the, the texts coming in or the chats coming in. It's easier for me to keep track, so I enjoy that. Hi, guys. Hi, Haiku. Hi, William. Hi, Jim. I see you. Thank you for hanging out. Hope you had a decent week, considering the the end of the world, um, the death of democracy. I mean, it could be the end of the world if we're not careful. If we allow the the worst human beings on the planet to continue to get away with what they're what they're getting away with. Hello, Myriad Creative One. Hi, Mark. I see you. I'm actually trying to open up this goddamn YouTube channel on my end. I, you know, this so it's so confusing. YouTube, everything is confusing. All this technology. Okay, I see it now. Finally, because I want to. I like to check and see that we're actually on the air. So that that helps, and. We're also on Facebook. I don't know. That's a whole other story. I hate Facebook, but it's a necessary evil. We started RDT... Well, I started Republican Dirty Tricks back in 2009 for my own self, for my my own personal soapbox. And it was... It started to get a little bit of... Not attention. I don't know. Like It took off a little bit. Not in the way of Daily Co's or something like that, but... We, uh, I was fortunate enough to have Mike Malloy read some of the articles that I wrote on on his show. So that's how we got a little bit of attention. And he also, we also became friends that way. We started to correspond on, on email, and he would read some of my writings. Uh, hello, Martin. Hi, Mark. Hi, Jim. A and G. Oh, yes. And Mark. I see you there. Yes, Sin City. Hello. And uh, so, what happened? Let me see. That's ac- that's actually how I'm here today. So, RDT Daily. So, I started Republican Dirty Tricks on Facebook. I made a Facebook addendum to the to Republican Dirty Tricks, the actual website, and that started getting a few followers. So. We now have like 150,000 followers on Facebook, which, I mean, hello. You would think that that's great. Unfortunately, you know how it is with Facebook, that when you post something, now you it's not going to all of the 150,000 followers. That's how it works. 
you have to fo- you have to literally follow the page. You got to make sure you follow it, and then um, Facebook charges you if you want to if you want to boost your post so it goes to more of your followers. They it's really just a money making you know operation. Obviously, yes. And right, you're right. Hi fi guy, we did. It sucks to be right. I did that, uh, those two-minute tirades for... That's how I got on Progressive Voices. It was really Mike Malloy that hooked me up with the Progressive Voices people um, who uh, John Sinton and Reed Haggard, they were the creators, the original founders of Air America Radio. And they founded Progressive Voices, which is a great thing. If you don't have the Progressive Voices app, I would say, why not? By this time, I would hope you had heard of it. And I listen to it all day. It's on all the time. It has amazing progressive hosts. I'm very fortunate to be among some of the, uh, some of the people that I admire the most. And I mean some of the people. <laughs> some of them I'm right. I mean, I'm only kidding. It's great. So, yes, uh... I encourage you, if you don't have progressive voices, to please download it. And and being a little, knowing a little bit about that, I don't, I know nothing about business. That's the other thing. So we have one hundred and fifty thousand followers on Facebook. So you would think if I posted something, please become a patron. If like one tenth of the people became a two dollar a month patron, we would be set. That would be fine. And but. It's people just, I guess people are inundated with things and they can't, and, and, and not everybody, you know, this is the least upwardly mobile country in the OECD nations. So most people are kind of, uh, I mean, I was going to say kind of living paycheck to paycheck. That's, it is what it is. That's what's happening. And I also find that the those on the liberal side of the spectrum are the ones we we're not um i mean not all the time i don't know there are rich liberals but we're all i think that uh i don't know maybe i'm making a, a sweeping assumption that we're some some more more people who are liberal are they have uh they know what it's like to struggle a little bit and, but not everybody. That's that's just the nature of life. There are struggling idiots who are uh, who vote Republican, and these Trump and Z rallies are honestly they they're like a sociological experiment. I I I literally I I always say that I study Trump and Zs like Jane Goodall studied the apes. That's how it feels to me. It's I'm fascinated by them. I watch them from afar. I don't want to get too close because I they bite. So you got to and they're God knows where they've been. They're and uh, anyway, let me just get into what I what I was talking what I want to talk about. Um let's talk about the Trump and Z rally now that I brought it up. Oh, also before I begin, uh if you guys can become a patron, please do at patreon.com/taradevlin. The other thing, you can help us You buy some merchandise. We I'm wearing one of our shirts, Billionaires. It's what's for dinner. I totally believe there should not be anything there's, called a billionaire. There's, there's no reason 
to have billionaires. They're, they are an aberration. And I'm very glad that some certain candidates are talking about that. They're bringing that up. And it's, and it's Bernie and Elizabeth. Bernie, of course. But I think Elizabeth Warren is talking about that, too. There is no reason that under the sun that there should be billionaires. There, and because you get to a point that it's the entire apparatus of society is conspiring to funnel more money into your pockets. And we have to have, to have this conversation amongst ourselves. If we are a functioning democratic republic, which we're not at this point, but if we want to be, what, what is the purpose of an economy? Is it just to make a few people very rich? What is the purpose of having a government? Is it so the government funnels uh, more money to the top and protects those who are who are suffering from a greed-centered sickness to, from uh, feeling the wrath of those who make their wealth possible? Because that's the bottom line. No one is living in society as an island. We are... Um, we are interdependent. So if we have one or a handful of of uh, what you, I was going to say succubuses who 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 just suck all the resources into themselves because there there's no reason for for, uh, for that to exist. They that we as the uh, we the people as a society have to decide is that healthy. Do we want that to continue? No, because there's no there is no reason for somebody to hoard billions of dollars in a bank account so they can corrupt government to ensure that it stays that way. That's all it's that's all they're doing. It's not like the reason that we had a 90% top marginal tax rate back in the days of that socialist Eisenhower was because they those um who would reach that that point of having to pay the marginal tax rate would do th funnel money into the their businesses or society or do things that 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 um would um enhance the uh, the united states the growth of the united states it would uh, maybe uh you know let's be radical here share some of that wealth that the laborers made possible with those who made it to begin with and this country, um, you know, we need a complete paradigm shift in the way that we think. Uh, it's not, the American dream isn't you too can be a billionaire. It is every human being deserves a decent life, a decent middle class life or whatever that is. What is middle class now? There is no middle class. We have, that's how, that's how brainwashed we are by these elites because they we are they have us thinking that middle class is you know if you have a, if you're working uh if you're driving an uh, driving an uber and working your third uniquely american low paying job with no benefits you're middle class that's bullshit you're not middle class or like those people during the trump shutdown one of the trump shutdowns where they're they were working for the government and they have a they're you know they're they're living on the edge they're living paycheck to paycheck that's not a middle class when you're living paycheck to paycheck 
That's a failure of society. That's a failure of government. It's not a failure of you, the, the person, because there's, not, there's only so many hours in the day that you can work. You know, I know that that's what the big, uh, the, the elites, they don't like that. They don't like to hear that, and they're trying to do away with the pesky laborer having to deal with us as human beings by literally replacing us with, with uh, automatons. But um, ultimately, we have to make that, make that choice. We have to have that conversation. Our, what is the point? What is the point of society? What is the point of an economy? It is not just to make, in my opinion, it's not simply to make a few people very rich. And there comes a point, that's why there are, there are laws. We used to have antitrust laws that we enforced. They're still on the books, but nobody enforces them anymore. That's why we have regulations that's, uh, that we say, hey, this is the kind of society we want to live in. We don't want to live in a serfs and lords society anymore. The founders fought a revolution against that. We're, we don't want that anymore, as much as the Republicans are rebuilding that, because that's really the ultimate end game. You don't have to be a psychic. I always say this. When you look, just look at life in general. We look at our lives. Everything is cause and effect. This is what I, I talk about myself a lot on the show. Part of the show is I just, you know, I mean, whatever. We're all just human beings sharing our this moment in time together. So, but anyway, you know, I, <clears throat> I am, uh, I practice Buddhism. I have for many years. My mother was a nun and my father was a garbage man. Of course, I'm a lesbian Buddhist. So what do you, what do you expect, right? Comedian or uh, liberal socialist fire brand. I don't know what you call it. Um, firebrand. I call myself, uh, look at me, calling myself a firebrand. It's just more like unapologetic liberal. You know what I mean? I don't, uh, I don't apologize for being on the right side of history and the right side of humanity. There's nothing to apologize for. That's why I can't stand about the DLC Democrats. They're, they're too apologetic. They're too trying to uh, appease and attract the 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 trumpanzee crowd uh, let's leave them b back in the dark ages where they belong where they're more comfortable frankly but in my buddhist practice but in law in the world the, everything is cause and effect that's the thing if you're making a cause the effect is in is inherent in the action just like for instance if you smoke a cigarette for for just a a, a, a loose example in that cause that you're making there's there's an effect right maybe it's down the road you don't know you might be it's sickness or whatever it's you might be doing some damage to your body so regardless of whether you feel that effect right then and there your you those effects will come home to roost and that's the way it is in life so you don't have to be a psychic. You just have to look at the causes that we're making today. Now, and I, I do that in my own life. That my life is so friggin', you know, uh, like a model to follow. You know what I'm saying, though. But I, when I'm things aren't working, I'm looking. What are the causes that I'm making? And <clears throat> you want a certain outcome, you make 
different causes. You want different outcomes, you make different causes. And the same thing with society. You don't have to be a psychic to see the end of the story. The causes that we are making today will come home to roost in the in a in an oligarchy that's when you when you do something like for instance when bill clinton put the nail in the coffin of media in this country and signed the telecommunications act of 1996 yeah it was it wasn't just reagan reagan started the deregulation they did away with the fairness doctrine and bill clinton in the DLC Democratic rush to um, be like like Republicans, to woo that Wall Street money, and turn, I mean, really, they turned their back on the New Deal. Wait, my microphone keeps getting lower and lower. And they, when, when Bill Clinton, uh, he, the rush to deregulation, to, the rush to deregulate the media gave us the the media landscape that we have today, this abhorrent hellscape of Fox News, of propaganda that lays the groundwork for an authoritarian. So everything that the that that was done before is the, is the reason we have Twitter today. So the the busting of the unions, the uh, the the media that the deregulation of the media, which I'm saying because that separates us into camps so instead of ha- going or just turning on your news and thinking okay I'm, I'm watching the news this is the news you the americans are going into their camps and in one of these camps they're not getting the news they're getting nothing but elite right-wing propaganda that has them turning their anger because they see society they see things they see the upward immobility they see the income disparity they and they're they don't like it and into that anxiety and there's other things involved of course including racism which they the right-wingers on the, the Fox News hellscape that they tickle racist funny bones that's part of the game that's that's part of the scam that they that they pull but you know into that the anxiety steps uh, the fascist the fa- fascist like trump the, in a functioning society that he would not exist he would be laughed off stage this he wouldn't get uh, he wouldn't get fr- down the goddamn elevator so he would not he wouldn't be the republican standard bearer if the republican party was an actual legitimate political party it is nothing obviously it's nothing but a it's a scam the republican party is dead there's no republican party we have one party that is still kind of pretending that we're a functioning democratic republic or a constitutionally limited democratic republic to be technical and then we have another party that pretends it's uh I guess, um, working for the people. I don't know what the hell. They, this is what's so crazy making watching the Republicans because they, the way that they position themselves as the, they're, they're, they're fighting corruption now, okay? When they are the absolute definition of corruption, everything about the Republican Party from 
everything that they have done. For, I mean, in, in my lifetime is corrupt. The, I don't. I'm not old enough to remember Eisenhower. Eisenhower was the was the last legitimately elected Republican president, and he wasn't a complete fascist lunatic. He believed in Social Security. He boasted about adding people to the Social Security rolls and increasing unemployment benefits. He believed in this in civilization, and you know. I guess uh, the I, I think it's the weakness in the human heart, right? So that's why you know we're we we as humans. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm getting hit by the microphone. I'm telling you, I need a new microphone. <laughs> I just got knocked in the face by my microphone, everybody. And I don't even have workman's comp. But anyway, yes, um, as human beings, we, we are meant to be together, interdependent, and together we can do great things, right? So that's why I always believe that we, can, we, are, we have to bring out the best in each other, and that's the point of society, right? You want to have a government that works for all, that, that helps people, that has a social safety net, that catches people when they fall, that, that makes it... That, and ultimately, we bet we all benefit when when we send people to school instead of whatever uh, the, the dead end job where they're flipping burgers or digging ditches or something. That not that there's anything wrong with that. Well, I mean burgers. I don't eat meat, but you know what I'm saying. But um, you know where whereas if someone can go as far as their potential takes them, then that benefits us all. That person who might have the cure for cancer, we'll uh, we will send that person to school. If they don't have opportunities, that's a that's an opportunity that we all miss out on. But whatever, Republicans. Anyway, I was what I was say, thinking today when I'm uh, there's just so much going on, of course. But I'm I was like just felt it in my stomach today that how much i loathe loathe republicans because they how 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 what is the response what is the proper response to a group of people who are literally literally destroying the grand experiment in liberal democracy they are it's not it's not a drill it's actually happening. You're not crazy. It's going on right before our eyes. We're living in that time that we re- that we read about in history. When we when you read about the death of different republics throughout history, we are living in that time. And watching the Republicans do not only are they okay. So now that Trump is he's being hauled. All of his crimes are, he's being um, uh, hauled into an impeachment inquiry or whatever, which he's fighting against, of course. An inquiry. Okay, fine. And the Republicans, for a brief moment, they all scattered for the hills. And nobody can get any any comments from them or they, nobody wanted to be put on the record. Now they're... They're they're peeking their heads out because they're trying to figure out a strategy. How do we, how do we combat this uh, this uh, this legitimate impeachment 
inquiry. Fuck the inquiry. Let's impeach this asshole. He is a criminal. He's a crook. He was illegitimately elected despite receiving fewer votes. His entire um, operation, half of the people that he, I don't know, half, I'm just saying, they're in jail. How many, how many of Trump's associates are in jail? Now, and they just arrested this week two more of his corrupt inner circle working for Giuliani. They're they're flying all over the globe using the apparatus of government, we the people, on our tax dollars to corrupt democracies around the world. We used to export democracy. That's what we used to say when we were uh, fighting world wars. We'd say we were making the world safer democracy. We're exporting democracy. And when we would go and, and to the UN or have meetings with these authoritarian dictators, we would have the leverage of the moral high ground above them. We wouldn't sit there and stroke their swords. Uh, but now we're not, we are not exporting democracy. We're exporting corruption like any other corrupt autocracy. And that's exactly what's happening in Ukraine. The Ukrainian fledgling democracy um is now let me see hold on someone just said something i i heard this this morning there's uh the the ukrainian democracy which is under assault by putin trump's pal the one of the his his masters who got him elected who ha- who is helping him currently helping him get reelected to so he can not face the consequences of his actions. He, Trump has never never faced the music for his crimes. He has been a criminal his entire life. He is a swindler, a crook, and he's never had to he's never been called to account. He will throw everybody under the bus. Believe you me. And he even said it recently when it was saying, "Oh, you you when you you heard my phone call. You should you you should listen to what Pence said. And what about Giuliani? Oh, I don't know Giuliani. Oh, he had. I took a picture with these guys. He took he took more than a picture. They met. Giuliani was meeting with the these two men before they were flying out on one way tickets out of town. But he had a breakfast meeting with them right before they went to the airport and got arrested. And Trump apparently also met with them. It's not. It wasn't just a like Elizabeth Warren situation where she's taking selfies with everyone. No, it was that these are. It's a crime family. That's who they are. Trump doesn't know any other way because he's stupid. Like the like his morons who cheer him. Like everyone who surrounds him, they are crooks. They get into government so they can manipulate it to their favor because they're not smart enough to play by the rules. You understand? And they think you're a sucker for playing by the rules. That's why they, they, you're nothing to them. You're nothing. They don't care. Go die. Go live your stupid life. Oh, well, if you're, if you are lucky enough to be in the right place to be trickled upon somehow, then good for you. But other than that, they don't care. What do they care if there is not one single evidence or there's not one single anecdote? We know how Republicans love their anecdotes, but there's no you would think there would be one anecdote at least 
of Twitler doing something decent in his entire history in the public eye or and before. No, but it's all this, all the a history of corruption, a litany of corruption, and Giuliani. We, that's who is representing us going around the world. He has no, he's got no right to represent us. They, these people, they, they don't. They, they don't go through a congressional hearing. They spit in the face of government, of the government that all those men and women and the people who died for this country gave their lives to entrust to us. And these crooks, these con men, these criminals, these, uh, you know, it's a crime family, that a, a stupid crime family, too, that go around the world, they're insulting Everyone, whoever sacrificed for this country, that's what's so insulting to me. I think about those people. I really do. And it offends me that I, I think about the decent human beings, the, the exceptional people that no longer got to live because they get, sacrificed their life for this country. And then all of the pain that they left behind in their absence the, of the grieving mothers, the grieving widows, the, the sons and daughters that grew up without a parent because they gave their life for this country. And these ghouls, these greed-centered ghouls go around this globe using the United States, the, the power of the, uh, that the, those patriots entrusted to us, using that as leverage for their own personal gain. That is a, that's an offense. That, and, the, and the Trumpanzees... For them to continue to, to cheer for this, this is what makes me so depressed. When I watch these Trump and Z rallies, these Nuremberg rallies, I'm like, how, how, how am I sharing the same air as these people? Really, it's it's distressing, isn't it? I don't know. Um, and there, and we have to constantly hear how we. Uh, well, how is Trump doing with his base? How is he? His his numbers don't seem to be falling. He's always got his thirty five percent. Well, what do the Trump base think? Like, who gives a shit? Finally, can we finally call them what they are? Sycophants and a cult? It's enough that they're they hate this country. It's enough that they hate it. It's enough that they are incapable of functioning in a free democratic society. Do we constantly have to check in with them too? See how they're feeling? How you doing? Is it, is it, uh, is, has he crossed the line yet? No. It, there, there will be no low too low for them to go. Oh, thank you, MR. Oh my God. Thank you for that very generous super chat. I just saw that come in. Amazing. Oh, and there's Francis. Please don't lick yourself, Francis. Please. Yes, I, I got somebody on the chat. Somebody chatted me or sent me. Where is this? I don't want to say somebody. I wanted to say his name. I can't find it, though. Sent me a little message. Charles. Yes. Charles said, Cats hate hot, hot sauce. One or two drops on the area, and he'll stop. I will try that. I actually will. I put some bitter apple. I used that on him, but he licked it. He licked it. 
the bitter. I had the. I tasted the bitter apple because I wanted to see what it tasted like. Because I don't want to do something to him that is too much, you know. But it's gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> and he he just whatever. I guess his 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 desire to lick himself overrode his the his taste buds. I don't know or something. It's really crazy when you touch the spot. That's what's so nutty. He he'll start like licking in the air. So I'll 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 just touch his the spot on his stomach and he'll just stick his tongue out like like he's licking. It's weird. So all right, as long as he's just sitting there, I want him I want him to take that goddamn thing off. That's that cone. He can't live life in a cone. I mean, maybe he needs to write an inspirational novel or something. My life in a cone. Right? Is it happy? Happy anyway. Little Francis, happy anyway in a cone. That's not a good title, but you know what I mean. <laughs> happy in a cone. Life from the cone. Greetings from the cone. I know it's PTSD. That's what it is. He has post-traumatic stress, and in that, and it reminds me when because he's damaged. He's psychologically damaged from the trauma he went through as a child, and that's all of us. And I think about him, I think about people, we're all carrying around some wound. And some of us, of course, we heal better or act, put on a better show, or some of us get over it better than others. But we all, this is why we, we need to operate from a position of compassion, right? But then there I go against the Trumps, the Trump Banzies. I don't have compassion for them. Because I don't have compassion for those who have no compassion. Do you understand what I'm saying? If somebody is a, a an animal abuser or somebody like that, or a child abuser, I don't have compassion for those people. I want to murder them. You know, I'm really, I don't want to murder Trump and Z's. I'm not saying that. I don't, I just don't have compassion for them. I, I want them to shut up. I don't want them to have power. That's what it is. With the, the Trump and Z's, I guess they, they have always existed in one form or another in society. They have always been the albatrosses around the necks of progress. And the the founders had to deal with them. They were the loyalists. I'm sure they uh, every generation that ever dared to, when, when we stepped out of the cave, when we came out of the primordial ooze, that we had to deal with them, the, with the Trump banzies, with that mentality. But, you know, you don't give it power. That's they, you, they always exist. It's like the racist or the... I'm not, I'm not saying a racist has to always exist. But um, or an ignorant person, you, you educate that person. You don't give it, that person the power to control society. There he goes, licking himself. Christ, on a bike. Francis! Not on camera, at least. It just, it distracts me, too, because I don't want him, I, it's, I don't want him to do it. So, get down, boy, get down. Well, I mean, it's okay, he licks, he's licking his paws, that's fine. His providence, that's his, himself. He's got the right to lick his, his own body. He can do what he wants with his body, but not to injure himself. All right, 
So let's go into some. I know I was thinking about you guys when I was capturing these videos today because I was like, ugh, these poor people have to endure this, the these Trump these clips. So here's a here's Trump at his rally. Maybe you you heard he now he's gone into he the of course he's a professional victim, but it's. Uh, He's full on profane now. For, there is no presidential. There's no attempt to act presidential anymore. Republicans, they're all that. They're cool with that. The complete dis- denigration of the office of the presidency. Thank you, Republicans. And they know they can't win on election day, so they're pursuing an illegal, invalid, and unconstitutional bullshit impeachment. Look at the assholes behind him. And look at his freaking face. He is so proud. It's... Aren't they, um, you know, it's like, uh, the stupid, it's like a moron show that they, that's, that's the best he's got. He gives them, he, he, he curses. It's like when I was a kid the I lived across the street from a junior high and I was like six years old and the junior high kids came out that it was the, it was the end of school. It was summer vacation was happening. And some kid came out and he said, no more teachers, no more books, no more teachers, fucking looks, or something like that. And I was shocked as a child. I was like, <gasps> I stood there and I gasped because I couldn't, I couldn't believe the, the language I was hearing. And then I started laughing because I was six. You know what I mean? I was six effing years old. Why are these morons cheering a a grown idiot who is a treasonous traitor i mean i repeat myself con man who received fewer votes a sexual predator a putin puppet because he says it's bullshit that that's how entertaining that's how entertaining how easily entertained they are that's how infantile they are could you imagine if Barack Obama did that, if he said bullshit, if he said ass, if he said anything that was outside the bounds of any decency, he would never do that because he understood his role in history. Not this idiot. He hates this country, and so do all of those morons behind him. Listen to them. It's true. It's true, he says. Unbelievable. It, it's, I'm like, if I, reminded, if, uh, I was reminded of Gladiator. I mean, that's not real, obviously, but are you uh, not entertained? Bunch of morons. Really? And Republicans have nothing to say about that. Here's another highlight from that. Your father was never considered smart. He was never considered a good senator. I mean, the other thing that's so amazing is how they're, it's, they really need a mirror. Forget the wall. These idiots need a mirror 
to look at themselves. They, everything that they're talking about, it's the I'm rubber, you're glue defense. I'm rubber, you're glue. Anything you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. The, it's the fascist, that's, the, that's, how, that's what fascists do. They accuse their opponents of the very thing of which they are guilty. So and, uh, it's complete psychological projection. He's not smart. They're talking about Hunter Biden. But I'm looking at, what does this woman say? Oh, I'm, uh, this woman's hat, American worker. Look at all these idiots behind him. That's what I find, I find really fascinating. Stupid. Oh, my God. I wish they would secede already. Frankly, really. Please get the hell out of this country. He was only a good vice president because he understood how to kiss Barack Obama's ass. Here's Hunter being examined by Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd or some of these wow. people. Wow. All right. Unreal. Look, Hunter, and, uh, you know, so you see, look at the guy. There's a little child. There's like a 15-year-old kid up there laughing. That's, your, that's him. That's his audience. I would I would think a 15-year-old might laugh because he's 15. And they laugh at fart jokes. Yeah, he can go in and lay it, lay a big fart and they'll find that extremely entertaining and amusing. Why doesn't he just do that? Why doesn't he just take the the flag or the constitution and lay lay a fart on it, right? That will entertain. That will show us. That'll own the libs, won't it? Some of these people Hunter, uh, it's so great that you're here, sir. Um, Hunter, Look I know they're idiot. giving you approximately $168,000 a month. I hear they paid you a big check of $3 million. I just want to speak on behalf of NBC, who's absolutely one of the worst. I just want to tell you. Really? Hunter. Because they're not in your pocket? Hunter. I just want to tell you, I couldn't be happier for you. It's funny how the worst is, it's, I'm not defending N N NBC. I'm just saying that, obviously, anything that is American, that is democratic, small d, that is, that is patriotic, that says that you love this country, that, that's the worst to them. So it's complete. These are the traitors. Republicans hate this country get it everybody get that in your heads and spread the word enough is enough if we do not recognize and call them call this as we see it and spread the uh, spread the actual truth and not these filthy fascist lies that are i guess infesting certain parts of the country certain i mean i don't know what's wrong with these people but I really wish they would get the hell out of this country already. And I, I know you don't know anything about energy, and I know it's an energy company, but I, I think they made a great deal, Hunter. <laughs> and then they fly to China. China. And I'm dealing with people right now. They're tough as hell, those Chinese. Tough as hell. Yeah, the, all right, all right. And I'm dealing with people okay. right now. Oh, okay. The other thing recently was the 70th anniversary of the Chinese, of the communist Chinese re regime. And Trump congratulated them. Congratulations, a, a communist country? 
This is the Republican president congratulating the Chinese communist dictatorship for a wonderful 70 years. It's unbelievable. And what do Republicans say or do? They have, there's nothing left for them to, to, there's, to redeem themselves. Can they redeem them? Is this a redeemable party? No. The, and that's why these bastards are trying, these, uh, these uh, corporate media elites, they, they're trying to ensure that Joe Biden becomes the nominee because they want us, they want to have somebody to vote for. They're like, how can I vote for a Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren? I can't vote for him. You know, you effed up your party. So you want us to continue to F, F up the entire country by voting for another DLC Democrat by making him the nominee? Yeah, I mean, the fact is that with as far as this whole Joe Biden and Hunter Biden thing, it is it's it's unseemly. It's another example of how the elite operate in this world. They have there's different rules. You know what I mean? I don't know the whole situation with Hunter Biden. I don't this, but that's not unusual. It's not unusual for the the relatives of powerful people to get jobs on boards of of directors of different companies just for the mere fact that they are close to the people in power. That's the way it is. And Donald Trump and all of his sycophants understand that. And they're trying to pretend that they got a problem with that. That is the only thing they know how to do. Donald Trump Jr., what the F can he do? What does he do? What is his talent besides murdering and being an idiot and cheating on his wife? What, what does he do? What is his claim to fame? He shares, he's got D- Donald Trump's DNA. What about Iv- Ivanka? What does she do? That she has everything handed to her. She's got a trust fund, and the best she can come up with is, I'm going to make a sweatshop in China, in the communist regime of China. Th- that goes to show you, you know, re- they don't care about democracy. They're not out there making the world safe for democracy. They're sidling up to whoever, whoever has the money, whoever can give them something. And the whole thing with, with Donald Trump in Ukraine and uh, and him, well, not Ukraine, um, uh, with Turkey, with him p- pulling out and allowing the Kurds to be massacred after, I, I mean, fine, we are sick of illegal wars. We don't like being at war. Enough is enough. Yes, 19 years at war. But you do not pull the plug one day and leave your friends who you've been fighting alongside with, who have been doing the fighting, and your support, you just leave them to die. That's not how a decent, civilized people behave. But the fact is, Donald Trump is acting on his own interests. Donald Trump has conflicts of interest in Turkey, and he doesn't... The other thing is, he says he owns this giant building in Turkey. He doesn't own it. It's another exam. It's another, it's another one of these branding operations where he got paid a lot of money to put his name on this hotel. And apparently the board of this hotel that Donald Trump has his name on that he's making money from, you know, which is a conflict of interest. He's a friggin' president. The, the Erdogan arrested one of the, the people on the board 
of this company, which Donald Trump's name is on the hotel, okay? And that was a was was seen as a signal to Donald Trump like you better play ball with me or I will topple this entire uh, enterprise of yours where it's not even of his it's this enterprise of which you are getting paid cuz he doesn't give a shit what does he care i mean how what a what a loser this guy is this of all the things in this world that 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 to, to care about to use your power to advocate for the best he can do is a hotel my name on a hotel i need more money more money more things put more money in his big rapacious gullet he's like a baby bird with a big giant beak open up like oh it, there's never enough going in there he'll sell anybody he'll put anybody in that rapacious greed hole of his including the United States. And it doesn't matter how many people die, how many people he kills, how many people they will let him get away with murdering. And it's not just the people he's murdering. He's murdering the entire idea of a democratic republic, of this country being on the vanguard of freedom and democracy. that, That idea is now dead, thanks to him. And we're allowing him to get away with it. God damn it. That's what's so unbelievable. Because as much as he sucks, I keep thinking how much longer it is a reflection of us that we allow it to continue. That every time he walks in a room, we got to play hail to the chief. That we all have to run around uh, uh, when he comes to New York. Oh, they got to close the, the, the streets. They got to put up cinder blocks. You got to have guys with machine guns all over the place because of him. Because of a con man? That is a mass hysteria on the part of us. No, no. If we were a sane society, we'd say, F this. Let, Let Donald Trump Jr. protect your ass. Goodbye. Good night. For real. It's not, um, it is a mass psychosis. Oh, he was elected. He was elected by, really? No, he, he received fewer votes. And he was with the help of a foreign autocrat that hates this country and that's attacking us again through the psyops. Of course, you know they don't even have to fire a shot. They all they got to do is get into the into the malleable minds of the Trumpanzees, and they're easy e- and e- they're easy to manipulate and eager to comply. Look at them. They're cheer. They're still cheering him. He released the transcript, and he's going around. He said, "Oh, it's bullshit," and they're clapping. He released a transcript where he says he's basically telling them, "I'm you. Uh, I will not give you." He's not basically. He is telling them, "I will give you this, the uh, this uh, military aid that's already allocated to you by the Congress, who holds the purse strings, uh, if you." dig up dirt on my political rival and they're okay with that now what do you, what would what would they do if obama was doing that forget about it they're all, they're still trying to impeach obama uh, and i'm not even kidding they uh, they're going after hillary still they're going after obama they're trying to blame um this entire uh, ukraine thing that they are that they made up this corruption in ukraine 
it's that's what it's about because the it's another conspiracy theory you see for all the trump banzees it's amazing to me they're cons- they are so wedded to conspiracy theories but they w- refuse to see the actual conspiracy right in front of their faces the conspiracy the uh, the confederacy of dunces of con men of, and crooks that Donald Trump has built his entire life upon and now that he now dragging the United States down with him. They don't want to see that conspiracy, but they'll see a, a, a pedophile ring in a pizzeria. They're, 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 they got their fingers on the pulse at the One America News Network. Bunch of scum. For real. Uh, for Donald Trump made his bones on conspiracy theories he knows that how i mean he doesn't know he doesn't care to uh damage this country but he knows that inflicting i don't know if he knows okay we know he doesn't care but inflicting these lies and and conspiracy theories on this country is damages the country but maybe he doesn't know that but you know that the Republicans know that. Some of the Republicans must know that. But they don't care. You think Lindsey Graham knows that? Do you think Lindsey Graham understands the damage he's doing? I wonder what he would do if he would look at look John McCain in the face, as if John McCain was some kind of sane, uh, you know, weather vane. But I don't know. Let's see. 24 outlandish conspiracy theories Donald Trump has floated over the years. This is from Business Insider. Let's see. Donald Trump is swept up in an impeachment inquiry and that seriously threatens his presidency and an unfounded conspiracy theory that reaches the Oval Office is largely responsible for it. So that's... Uh, now, because what they're doing is they're trying to say that there was no Russian influence on our election even though there was and our intelligence agencies know that and and the republican controlled senate recently or maybe it was this week released uh, some statement about it let me see republic let me see senate russian collusion maybe not maybe that's not the right oh yeah but here it is yeah Right at the top from political Senate Intel's newest Russia report undermines pro-Trump conspiracy theories. Exactly. The Senate Intelligence Committee on Tuesday unveiled a sweeping new bipartisan report detailing Russian efforts to boost Donald Trump's White House bid on social media during the 2016 U.S. elections, dealing an indirect blow to a push by the president and his allies to shift focus towards claims of anti-Trump meddling by Ukraine. You see what I'm saying? It's not real. What you're seeing, it's not real. It's look over here. Look at this conspiracy theory. It's not the the actual thing that actually happened. It's this bullshit that we're pulling out of our asses. And they're feeding to the the Trump and they're eating it up. These America haters while they're waving their made in China American flags. Like a bunch of dupes. I mean, that's why I call them Trumpanzees because they're not evolved. They're a little bit devolved, and they, you know, you could Trumpanzees. They'll uh, tr- you know, little chimpanzees are 
They're very, they can put on clothes and they, they can wear red hats too, right? They, but I don't know if they would sell out their their people or their, what do you call a, a bunch of chimpanzees? What's the word for a bunch of chimps? Chimps is called, a bunch of chimpanzees is called a troop. That's interesting. A tribe or a community. All right. Thank you, Google. But there you go. So let's see. Here's some other... Uh, during a 20... Let's see. Okay. Sorry. Trying to get my thoughts straight here. So these are the 24 outlandish conspiracy theories Donald Trump has floated over the years. And it's a article by Michael Krantz. John Howitt... Hey, hey. H, I can't pronounce that. Oh my God. Haiti Wanga and Joseph Zibalos Rogue. God help me. I, I can't speak. So, and then they have bullet points detailing the, the call to Ukraine that Donald Trump released. It's just giving a, a background on the incident. And so here we go. Here are 24 of the most notable conspiracy theories Trump has entertained over the years. Let's see. Which one? Questions about Ted Cruz's father's potential ties to JFK's assassination. (laughs) I mean, it's unreal. On the eve of the Indiana primary, Trump attempted to undermine former Republican presidential candidate Ted Cruz's father's legitimacy by parroting an unverified National Enquirer story. And, of course, let's not forget how now Ted Cruz is a sycophant of this con man who not only insulted his father by saying that he he was involved in the assassination of JFK, uh, but he also, I mean, is that an insult? I, that's something that can get somebody killed. And, but he also insulted his wife by comparing his third trophy wife to Ted Cruz's wife. And that woman, honestly, think about that. I can't even imagine if someone that I was with, especially a, a, a spouse, allowed that. How much do you hate yourself? You have absolutely no dignity. That goes to show you that Republicans, they don't care. They will do anything. They will, they will, they are subservient. They will, what's the word? Genuflect in front of any dictator or con man just to get power, more power and money. How do you allow your husband to... To get away with that, because it was after the after Donald Trump did that, and Ted Cruz gets in bed with Donald Trump. How does that woman allow Ted Cruz to get in bed with her? Literally, I would be like, "This is get get off me, get out of this house." That that's what kind of a a, a man allows that allows a con man to insult his wife on the world stage. And that woman goes to appearances with him. Yes, prostrate prostrate themselves. That's right. Thank you. Hi-fi guy. That's what it is. 
then and she goes to appearances with him. She, I'm sure, speaks for him. Get the f out of here! And then, and then the audience applauds her. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Cruz, or whatever the hell your name is. We're voting for your husband, who doesn't have your back, but I'm sure he'll have mine. Like he doesn't really. Are you serious? This is a man that wouldn't even stand up for his own wife, for the dignity of his own wife and family. But he's gonna go to Washington and fight for you. You stupid dupes. My God. Okay, then, of course, we have the questions about President Obama's birth certificate. Of course, of course. While mulling a, a potential 2012 presidential bid, Trump became the most high-profile figure to promote the rumors suggesting that President Obama was not born in the U.S., which is it's so offensive. Uh, of course, what do they know? What do they care? We're talking about Republicans here. The racism? They need racism. If if racism was eradicated across this country, let's say one day a miracle, we had three wishes, and one of them was let's eradicate racism, please, Republicans would be, they'd be crushed. They, they wouldn't know what to do with themselves. They need racism. They're like, how do we get power? How do we convince assholes to vote for us? How do we allow these dupes, uh, you know, what do we give them? What, what, what could we throw? What me red meat can we throw to them to divide and conquer the idiots? Jesus Christ. Oh, questions about a former Bill Clinton aide suicide. Yes. After Vince Foster, a former aide to President Bill Clinton, was found dead in 1993, Various law enforcement agencies and independent councils determined he committed suicide, but Foster's death spawned conspiracy theorists who questioned whether the Clintons themselves were involved in Foster's death. I mean, honestly, doesn't it suck? I mean, we have this one period in time to live, uh, and we share this time together, but my entire life, I, now that I think about it, I'm thinking, I've heard about this effing Vince Foster, I mean, no offense, to his family and his constant and uh, the constant Clintons, these murdering Clintons. If they're such great nefarious murderers, why isn't she the friggin' president? For Christ's sakes, she's supposed to be such a. She's supposed to be so crafty. Why isn't she the president then? You know, and for we're supposed to believe that she is this. Uh, you know, some kind of I don't know. She's a demon or something. But they're, they're the demons. That's what it is. They're the demons. And when you think about what, what just happened, um, President Carter got out of the hospital and went to, he, I think he fell. That's what happened. He fell. He hit his eye. He had a black eye and 14 stitches. The guy is 95 years old. And he... Uh, he is battling brain cancer at the same time and using every day to his... He's living every day to the fullest, and that means contributing to society, using the life, his limited lifespan, as we all have a limited lifespan. He's using it not to suck up to, to dictators, not to cover the ass of con men, not to ingratiate himself to power, to genuflect to the worst brutal dictators on the planet because they might have a hotel deal for you. 
No, he's building habitats for humanity, working for humanity. And what do these filthy, filthy Republicans, how do they thank him? That's how we know these Republicans suck. They hate this country. They take a decent man. Jimmy Carter is a decent human being who was not a bad president. They turned him into some some giant disaster. But that was uh, the same way that they turned Reagan into some kind of hero when Reagan is a monster. When we're all living in the in Reagan's income disparity and upward immobility, Reagan's oligarchy, his kiss up, kick down destruction of this country. But here's a decent person who who used the power of his, his office to bring peace to the world. And trying to make the world a better place. Remember how the solar panels on the roof of the White House? How by the year, I think it was uh, by the year 2000, now, 20 years ago almost, we would have been completely free of foreign oil. Could you imagine a different world if we allowed, if if we didn't allow these Republicans to manipulate this country to, to, I mean, what did, what did Reagan do? Treason. To negotiate with our ter- with our em- enemies, terrorists who are holding American hostages. Don't oh, who cares? Hold these human beings who are our our fellow Americans. Hold them a little longer. Negotiating behind the back of the sitting president, treason, by the way, to keep the hostages more uh, a little bit more, a little a little more time. So doesn't matter if they're traumatized or whatever. Maybe. It doesn't matter because that all that matters is Reagan and his Republican pals, the elite, getting their bony, greedy fingers around the neck of power. So they will oust a, uh, you know, a decent president who is actually working for this country for for another, uh, you know, sycophant to power. And here we are. How many years later in, in endless wars for corporate oil? corporate aggression and uh and and jimmy carter's out there still working for humanity and they turned him into the uh, a uh this vile example of a of, of democratic failure supposedly when he was a decent man who did a, a decent job yes we had the energy crisis and um you know the the hostages were taken he tried to get them back the there was a an escape, a rescue plan that went foul. But honestly, it was the Republicans who used that opportunity. Instead of unifying the country to, so we would rally around the president, they they used it as an opportunity to get power. That how do you go and negotiate behind the back of the president with the enemy to say please keep not please yeah so he sold arms for the hostages. And then the more treason ensued going around Congress. Congress said, I'm sorry, you're not going to fund the Contras. You're not going to give weapons to this uh, right wing, to these right wing death squads. And then what did Reagan do and Ollie North? They said, F you, Congress. Republicans have always hated this country. You see what I'm saying? When we have a decent man in there who is actually working for the people who sees the future who says you know what let's use this oil embargo and the the fact that we have these oil these gas lines around the block 
as an opportunity to get away from foreign oil once and for all so we could be free of this shit once and for all. And instead, you know, you, they, they, they take the solar panels off the White House and go right back to business as usual. And here we are. How many people didn't have to die if we had somebody like Jimmy Carter? If we followed what he said and kept the solar panels on the White House and things like that. No, that's okay. They vilify this decent human being and they elevate a con man. Someone who's who's not he's not even in the same town, the same country, the same universe as decency. Look at who they put as their standard bearer. Look at their standard bearer. He's a swindler, a con man, who's never did a goddamn thing for anybody in his entire life. Oh my god. Alright, I'm gonna take a break because I need more tea. You know what I'm saying, guys? I'm I'm looking for the chat though. That's why I'm like, where is it? There's so many windows open here. You should see my desktop. It's like it's confusing. Alright. I'm trying to look for the super chat. Somebody I know there were a couple of more super chats. And I want to say thank you. I'll have to see when we come back. Because they're not coming up for some reason. All right, listen. Listen, guys. Listen. Before I put some more dead air out there. We're going to have a break. A breaky-poo right now. And it's only going to be about seven minutes. Because we'll have labor history. And two. And then there'll be Mike Malloy. There'll be a three-minute Malloy clip. And then another labor history. So... That's about seven minutes. Okay, guys, so I'm going to get some tea, and we will be together on the other side. My name is Tara Devlin. I will be right back. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1976. That was the day more than one million Canadian workers walked off the job in a day of protest. The Canadian Labor Congress called the general strike. Workers downed their tools against a three-year wage control plan implemented by then-Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau. Trudeau had actually campaigned against wage controls during the 1974 election. A year later, the Liberal government introduced the C-73 anti-inflation bill. It was considered the worst attack on labor since the 1930s when bargaining rights were first legalized. Trudeau's wage controls suspended collective bargaining rights for all workers and amounted to deep wage cuts. Public sector workers were hit the hardest as many hospitals, schools, and municipal workers teetered on the edge of desperation from already low wages made worse. But for a day at least, many industries across Canada came to a screeching halt forestry, mining, and auto production all completely shut down. Many towns and cities were 100% on strike, even among the non-union workforce. St. John in New Brunswick 
Sudbury, Ontario, Septille, Quebec, and Thompson in Manitoba were all cities where the strike was most successful. But elsewhere, the strike was uneven. Many public sector workers stayed on the job, while in cities like Vancouver, pickets successfully shut down bus service and newspaper deliveries. Most heralded the day of protest as a fierce show of power against a year's worth of wage controls. But others argued that one day of action was not enough. To combat the attacks on labor, any general strike would have to keep the country shut down until the program of wage controls was finally defeated. Like what you hear? Check out more at laborhistoryin2.com. Hi, True Seekers, it's Kathy Malloy. Join us weeknights at 9 p.m. in the East, 6 p.m. in the West, only on the Progressive Voices Network. If you haven't heard the Mike Malloy Show lately, this is what you've been missing. This is from CBS News. President Trump said in a tweet that if he is removed from office, a civil war might erupt in the United States. Mr. Trump was quoting Pastor Robert Jeffress, a Fox News contributor who suggested, Jeffress did, that impeaching this criminal would lead to civil war. Trump's tweet about civil war went viral. And by today, civil war, hashtag civil war two was trending on Twitter, as was hashtag civil war sign up. Some made fun of the potential of another civil war. I wouldn't. Democratic Representative Ted Lieu tweeted, quote, I agree with Republican Representative Adam Kinzinger that Trump's tweet about a civil war over impeachment is beyond repugnant, end quote. Many Twitter users pointed out that inciting civil war could encourage violence. That's what Trump and so many of those scummy, filthy people just swirl around the drain at Fox Sewer and never quite go down. Rush Limbaugh is another one who has been advocating violence, Limbaugh, for 35 years. Hannity picked up on the same thing. Trump hinting that violence would result if Congress lawfully impeaches and convicts him is consistent with Rudy Giuliani's tweeting earlier that domestic tranquility will not be maintained if the Democrats move forward with impeachment. Trump tweeted, and he attributed the quote to Jeffress, quote, if the Democrats are successful in removing the president from office, parenthetically, which they will never be, close parentheses, it will cause a civil war like fracture in this nation from which our country will never heal. This is from a racist, pig, filthy, Christ-killing piece of human waste who calls himself a pastor, Robert Jeffress in Texas. This mega pastor predicting, in other words, egging on a civil war. Jeffress said that on Fox and Friends. Trump's repetition of the quote has gotten widespread backlash, including from his own party. Rep Republican Representative Adam Kinzinger tweeted, quote, I have visited nations ravaged by civil war, Donald Trump. I have never imagined such a quote to be repeated by a president of the United States. This is beyond repugnant, end quote. See what I mean about the cracks? And, and Trump is going to be his chief prosecutor. He is. Every time he opens his mouth, Rudy Giuliani flies out. Kinzinger, the one who, Adam Kinzinger, the Republican, is a veteran serves on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. He often criticizes Trump on Twitter. He is one of the only Republicans who publicly criticized Trump's call with the uh, Ukrainian president, that poor little mouse who sat there with Trump all puffed up. Rawr. 
like the Cheshire cat, right? And the poor little president of Ukraine sitting over there, squeak, 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 squeak. That means no pressure. Squeak, 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 squeak. The Mike Malloy Show, 9 p.m. in the East, 6 p.m. in the West, only on the Progressive Voices Network. Can't listen live? Visit MikeMalloy.com to subscribe to our commercial-free podcast so you can take Mike with you wherever you go and listen whenever you need a dose of screaming in your day. Keep it lit. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 2010. That was the day 33 Chilean miners were finally pulled to safety after being trapped for 69 days. Workers had been mining copper and gold 2,300 feet down at the San Jose mine near the northern city of Capiapo when the mine caved in in early August. The company waited several hours to notify authorities, and rescue efforts only began two days later. Trapped miners initially tried to escape through ventilation shafts, but found the required ladders missing. Each route they attempted was blocked by fallen rock or threatened additional collapse. A state-owned mining company took over the rescue efforts, and soon they began. As geologist Serena Sorensen noted, prospecting for people. Initial exploratory boreholes failed to locate miners because mineshaft maps had never been updated. Rescuers had no idea whether miners were even still alive. Finally, 17 days later, the eighth borehole reached them. The miners tapped on the drill and taped notes to it, alerting rescuers above that they were indeed alive and well. Food, medicine, and other supplies were lowered down to them as rescue efforts intensified. Mini cameras were also lowered down and miners videotaped messages of their continued ordeal. They told how they continued to search for possible escape routes and agreed to ration their limited food supplies so they could all survive. The first of three drilling plans to free the miners began. It was an international effort. The Chilean Navy consulted with NASA to design and construct the rescue pods. Throughout the entire process, rescuers worked to prevent additional cave-ins and rock falls. Finally, the extraction process began, and in less than 48 hours, all miners emerged as heroes. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you for sticking around every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. My name's Tara Devlin, and, you know, this is Tara Buster. It is a Tara Buster. Thank you. And I want to thank, I just saw, where is it? I just opened my email quickly during the break, and I saw a new patron, Andrea. Thank you, Andrea or Andrea. Welcome to the family. And I'm, I'm, I don't know. When I see that, it makes me very happy. We're building a community and it's growing. Thanks to you guys, really. And I want to thank you, Jim, again. I see another super chat. And George, thank you. It, that, it keeps me going, honestly. And guys, if you want... Send me an email at contact at Republican Dirty Trick 
I, the republicandirtytricks.com. Contact at republicandirtytricks.com. And I'll send you uh, with your with your address if you would, if you like. I can send you a little keep calm and join the resistance window cling with Francis Jr. Jr.'s face on it or anything, you know, if that's what you would like. Maybe whatever we could talk about other things. We also have a merchandising store. I would like, you know, to return the favor to to express my thanks. So if you become a patron too, there are some things on the patron store or whatever. We should also talk about maybe this might be something we can talk about later. Uh, what what we can do for patrons specifically. We we should do some shows for patrons. But I want to do when we get more patrons. I know it sounds uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's I should do it now. But I thought maybe it, we need at least a hundred patrons to do a show, a patron-only show, because the time is my time is very limited right now. So I'm trying to do a weekday special, at least one day a week, and of course the de- the weekly show is consistent but the fact is until we get enough patrons that's just the way it is i gotta i gotta work during the week and make money to keep the devil and devil and central here going so or i don't know i wish ireland would uh, would call and say let's let they want me back or something Ireland, if you're listening, I hope you can find the 35,000 emails I've sent you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. All right. um, Let me see. Thank you to the patrons anyway, but while I'm on the subject of patrons, if you you become become a patron at, at, uh, what is it? it? Patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. I know I have to make, I got to be better at all of this but the fact is that i am only one person we need more people frankly and until i don't know what to do with myself i i have to do all of these everything so a lot of things kind of i'm very thin I, my uh time is very thin and I feel like I'm being stretched a lot. So I want to, uh, for instance, update the the Shopify store and things like that. Everything is just only so many hours in the day and then I pass out. So I also want to thank Jude Morford for her contributions to the show. She sent me, uh, let me get this actually. Right here. Right behind me. She sent this postcard because Jude... She she does this. It's called Women Standing. It's a really powerful protest against war, and now she's using her her uh, her Women Standing philosophy for to remember the children in these detention detention centers and the children who have been separated from their parents. So she went to the detention center. Different. I'm not sure which detention center. But I'm trying to read this, uh, Tormund Customs, where is this? Oh, Texas Customs and Border Site, where hundreds of children are being held. 
So she sent this postcard with a little, as you can see, the baby boot. So she stands and she speaks to the guards and, and her, her presence, these are, it's important to have these, to, to let them, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think what's the word, tableaus, where you're letting them know that it's not unnoticed. And also those children and the people they're detaining, they're not forgotten. So I want to thank Jude for for her support of RDT Daily and Tara Buster and for sending me this postcard. Also, what else? Uh, thank you, Andrea and Anthony and Cynthia and Dam Damask Cats and Daniel, Deborah. My God, I just got hit in the mic face with the mic again. Dwayne, Gail. You see what I'm saying? Like, this is why I say, please become a patron. This friggin' place is literally falling apart. The mic is, like, attacking me. Um, what else? Oh, yes. Gail. Wait, let's start again. Du uh, Daniel, Deborah, Dwayne, Gail, George, Hi-Fi Guy, Haiku, James S, Jane C, Jim A, Joan Z, Joey B, John J, Kathleen, Katie O, K, Lord Wafflecat. I love that name. I, I is that your is that on your birth certificate? Mark Fen Mark F. Sorry. Uh Martin S, Mary C, Michael D, Michael L B, Michael L D. Payaradu, Peter R, Randall, Stephen, Susan, Teresa, and Tony. Thank you guys. All right, let's get back to what's going on. I wanted to talk about. Well, let, what was I talking about? I was talking about the the different cons. There were another thing I wanted to talk about was that Rand Paul asshole. I'm sorry. I know, right? Ugh. But he was on The View. But let's just go through a couple of more of these cons that Twitler... I'm just moving the mic. Oh, that sounds better, right? Shit. I feel like I'm slouching over because the mic keeps getting lower. <laughs> and every time I move it up, it, it bangs me in the face again. So it's not staying. I need to get a new one. I think these these screws have... They, they've been worn out. They're not tightening. So there you go. This is how this is the expenses that happen at Terror Buster. But okay. Where is it? Oh, questions about whether Syrian ref refugees are ISIS terrorists. Remember, this, these are all the Trump conspiracy theories that he's he's infested into the body politic and into the addled brains of his of his supporters. Uh, questions about whether an ISIS-linked terrorist attempted to charge at Trump on stage, which was complete bullshit. After an attendee at Trump's march and uh, let me see, after an attendee at Trump's march 2016, oh March, I thought they were saying March, like Trump's march, at March the month, Trump's 2016 rally in Dayton, Ohio attempted to charge the stage, Trump claimed a video he retweeted proved that the attendee was a terrorist linked to ISIS. What a douchebag. 
Oh well, yes, you're such you're such a victim, right, Trump? We the whole world, the the swamp is rising up against you. Seriously, the the only reason the swamp is rising up is to shake this guy's hand and say thank you, hallelujah, brother. You want we you want a piece of the action? Here's my vig. That's the only thing that Trump he's concerned about corruption. He's concerned because he wants his vig. Where's his cut? Okay, Trump said, but all we did was put out what we had on the internet. He was playing Arabic music. He was dragging the flag along the ground, and he had an internet chatter with ISIS and about ISIS. So I don't know if he was or not. I mean, and that is all bullshit. He added, what do I know about it? All I know is that it's on the internet. Yeah, so that means it's real, because you're an asshole. And he, you see what he's doing to this country? He has devalued truth there is no truth anymore and that's a symptom it's when you're sick yeah you know, when you start feeling sick right you have symptoms this is a symptom of the death of democracy the death of the grand experiment the complete devaluation of the currency of truth we're not kidding around here this guy and his republican sycophants and his trump and z cult are destroying this country. We're not kidding. My personal opinion, and I share this with other people, of course, is that we, if we don't do something radical, if we don't get it back, and I don't mean by electing Joe Biden, then it's over. We need to get somebody in there that's going to fix this thing. Fix it. Fix the, to shore up the, the dam so it doesn't break again, at least not in our lifetime. It will break again because that's it's a constant battle between the the elite, the powerful, and those and everybody else. That it, it, that's the story of Western civilization. That's the story of civilization. That's it right there. Then them telling us it's them against us, and it's not them. Them there. It's not the brown people. It's the it's the elite and everybody else. And this thing that we're doing here, this grand experiment, that's why it's an experiment. Will it last? At, at this point, no. Because it's been, so many holes have been drilled in it. And we need someone who recognizes the, that that's happened and has the courage to do something about it. That won't stop until this, the, the, everything is shored up. Somebody who doesn't even recognize. That's why I, you know, with Joe Biden, of course I'll vote for him. Let's get that out of the way, as we always have to say, of course. But honestly, really, I think he'll, he'll lose, frankly. But he, I believe that we need to stir up the base. We need to give somebody, give people something to vote for, not just the fact that you're not Twitler. That's not good enough. He literally said to his donors that nothing is going to change if he's elected. Because he wants them to be assured. Don't worry, we're not going to tax you. We're not going to do anything about this income disparity and upward immobility. Don't worry about it. We'll throw these dupes a bone. We'll throw the peons a little bit of a bone so they don't come busting down the Bastille. They don't come with the pitchforks and the torches. 
That's that's his plan right there. He'll give us something. They'll throw a bone, just like the Democrats always. They, that's what they do. They'll throw you a bone. They'll throw you a ninety nine, uh, ninety nine week unemployment. They'll get. They'll extend your your food stamp benefits or whatever. They'll do something. They'll they won't let you starve in the streets when the chickens come home to roost, as they always do, and they will. Okay, questions about Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia's death. This is another thing that Twitler did. Law enforcement determined that there was no evidence of foul play in Scalia's sudden death in 2016. Asked about the circumstances of Scalia's death, Trump said he was unsure what had caused Scalia's death. Trump noted a pillow was found over the justice's face, and they claimed that authorities rebutted. Can you believe this shit? This is the president, the so-called president of the United States. For that alone, Nancy Pelosi should have impeached his ass, should have opened an impeachment inquiry for saying that the that Justice Scalia was could have been murdered. That's is if that's not a misdemeanor in uh in in his the execution of his duties, what the hell is? He is stirring up um, f- falsehoods. He's stirring people into a uh, to not trust their government. Questions about whether childhood vaccines cause autism. Yeah, this asshole. At a Republican presidential debate in 2016, CNN host Jake Tapper asked Trump about his position on, on vaccines causing autism. We had so many instances, people that work for me, just like the other day, two years ago, a beautiful child went to have the vaccine and came back a week later and got a tremendous fever, got very sick, and is now autistic. Bullshit. That's bullshit. Okay, questions about whether Muslims in New Jersey were cheering after 9-11, which is bullshit. More, all, all this bullshit. This is what's so crazy about Republicans. They... They they believe bullshit. They're all about conspiracy theories, but they don't see the, the 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 actual conspiracy unfolding right in front of their stupid Trumpanzi faces. There is a conspiracy going on with the con men and all his acting this and that. All the all the the acting acting uh, chiefs of staff acting whatever acting that's how he gets around government the con man no they don't want to see that they'll see what what trump tells them to see they won't see the con the actual con going right right in front of their friggin eyes questions about whether wives of 911 hijackers fled to saudi arabia the presumptive Republican presidential no- nominee repeatedly stated last year that the terrorists who carried out the September 11th, 2001 terrorist attacks moved their families out of the U.S. to Saudi Arabia several days before the hijacking, <clears throat> which wasn't true. He just spreads lies. Not that I like Saudi Arabia, please. But Questions about the legitimacy of, cl- of climate change. Of course, that alone, too. Dangerous. How could you allow this dangerous dupe, this dangerous greed-centered monster to continue to wipe his ass with the entire country? Questions about whether asbestos is a great con. 
1992 interview with New York Magazine, Trump suggested the mob's strong lobby, quote-unquote, in New York may be responsible for asbestos. One of the great cons is asbestos, probably because he was forced to clean up his filthy asbestos-riddled building somehow. There's nothing wrong except the mob has a strong lobby in Albany because they have dumps and they control the truck. What a moron. Trump has more recently embraced the reality. Last year, the real estate mogul, why did I even say that? The, the, they should say the alleged real estate mogul. He could, because what is he? He's not a real estate mogul. He just puts his name on buildings that other people built. The real estate mogul cited how he increased the valuation of one of his properties by millions after embarking on a massive asbestos removal operation. But it's probably that's probably bullshit. He probably just lied. Because that's what he does. You think he would spend millions cleaning up asbestos? No. What does he care You if you get cancer, if you get illness from breathing asbestos? Okay, of course, questions about Marco Rubio's presidential eligibility. Trump has a long history of speculating whether potential presidential rivals are constitutionally eligible to serve. Well, maybe they should They should take a, a test. We should give, administer a test to uh, the presidential candidates. At, at least they test whether they know where to use the word there, T-H-E-I-R or T-H-E-R-E. Or your, Y-O-U-R, or Y-O-U, apostrophe R-E. It's not a hard test. But th at least they can have that as a, as a baseline. Do you know where to put T-O or T-O-O? -O? That's what's so embarrassing. <clears throat> you see, my I always lose my voice. Okay. It goes on and on. Questions about the legitimacy of the Access Hollywood tape, please. Claims that Joe Scarborough killed one of his interns. Claims that Obama wiretapped Trump's phone. This is what we've endured. And Nancy Pelosi, oh, he's not worth it. How about us? Are we worth it? Nancy, are the people of the United States, are, are the sanity, are, our sanity, is that worth it? What do you think is going to happen? We're going to go back to normal after this? Everything's just going to be fine after we've been, it, it, the entire country has been infested by greed-centered ghouls and ghosts of the Gilded Age? Is that going to be, we're just going to go back to normal, right? With Joe Biden. The return to normalcy. What's normal? And normal meaning we're continuing to go uh, spread the income disparity gap a bit wider and the upward immobility. Okay, I wanted to, before the, the show closes, we have only around 20 minutes left. This, that we can go on all day. This could be a whole, another three hours. Claims a cybersecurity company named CrowdStrike framed Russia for the election interference. That's the latest, right? That's what they're trying to do flood the their morons with the an alternate conspiracy theory that, uh, so they are distracted by the reality of what's going on it's the sleight of hand of any con man 
That's why they call it a con man, a confidence man. They build your confidence. You only trust them. And that's what Trump does to his dupes. And how stupid are these people? How much do you have to hate yourself and hate democracy to stand there and cheer for, for somebody who says to you, don't believe what you're seeing. What you're seeing on television or what you're seeing is not real. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what's real. He's a li- he literally said that. And they're like, yes, yes, sir. Yes, dim leader. Yes, dumb Fuhrer. Mein Fuhrer, mein dumb Fuhrer. Disgusting. These people are disgusting. All right, so let's, let me, speaking of disgusting, Rand Paul is disgusting. That guy's voice, is that a real voice? How do you talk like that? I know I talk like this, but how do you talk like somebody who has uh, a prep school handbook shoved up their ass? To listen to him drone on constantly about how, how the rich, they are so put upon. At least when he was lying on The View, his lie about how the rich are paying all the taxes, which is, it's a right-wing lie. At least that was met with laughter. Well, that gives me hope. But here's, let's play Rand Paul on The View. The case against socialism, you know, Bernie Sanders is no longer alone on the debate stage. It seems like we're hearing more and more about socialism. In fact, 43% of Americans think it's a good thing. You are on the complete other end of that. Tell us about this book. Well, one of the things we learned in writing the book is a lot of people say, well, we're not for Stalin, we're not for Hitler, we're for Scandinavia. Okay, let's stop it right there. The lie, the first lie. You see how he, it just slips out. We're not for Stalin, we're not for Hitler. First of all, Hitler was not a socialist. He was an authoritarian. Oh, the Nazis are the national socialists. They were as much socialists as the Democratic People's Republic of North Korea are Republicans. So they use the semantics to confuse people. And we know that since World War II, the conservatives have constantly been beating this drum that there's something called liberal fascism which is the complete opposite of reality fascism is the end game of right-wing authoritarianism what we're seeing right now that's fascism corporatism it's the merger of corporations and state when corporations own the government that's what we have with belligerent nationalism, with sexism, with a strongman, authoritarian leader. That's fascism. It's not socialism. What did the fascists do? They, they busted unions. They attacked the minority groups du jour. That's Twitler. That's the Republican Party. They can't even own who the hell they are. They got to put it on everybody else because what they're doing, they're, they're not legitimately trying to help this country. What they're trying to do is entrench power. And we can tell that by their lies. You don't, you don't see Bernie Sanders getting out there and making up lies. He doesn't lie. Or even Elizabeth Warren making shit up about history. If they accidentally said something that isn't true, they correct themselves. You don't see that happening. You see it only on the right. They just don't own it. The party of personal responsibility. They won't own who the hell they are. Yes, if you take liberalism to its extreme, you will get communism. Yes. But if you take these Republican ideology to its extreme, you get fascism. They can't even own that. 
Nobody's talking about making a communist country, but they like to conflate. They like to confuse. What we're talking about is having a strong social safety net and regulation on corporations. So they can't treat us as nothing but hosts from which to suck profit and discard. They can't treat America the beautiful as a toilet for their poisonous waste or the animals that we share this space with as nothing but another commodity to abuse and discard or the climate or the environment that we share. There has to be standards. And if you can't play by those rules, we make up the rules, then you're unfit to have a business. What is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. But there's something wrong with it if you're a filthy, greed-centered fascist who can't even get out the first sentence without telling a lie. Hitler and Stalin, as if they're the same. It comes out so, so cleverly, so slickly. You can't rebut the lie. There it is, right out there in the open. It must be true. Things we learned in writing the book is a lot of people say, well, we're not for Stalin, we're not for Hitler, we're for Scandinavia. You see how fast he said, we're not for Hitler. So as we were researching the book, we actually found that Bernie Sanders' form of socialism... In fact, as we know, Hitler and Stalin, uh, Hitler was against the communists, right? So to conflate the two is to deny reality and deny history. And it is doing a disservice to the people you pretend to care about. You're not helping, Rand Paul. You're hurting the assholes who buy your book. ...is unpopular, and he would never get elected to anything in Denmark. In fact, the prime minister of Denmark, when he heard Bernie was going around saying they were socialists, says, no, no, we're not socialists. We have private property, a stock exchange. We have low corporate income taxes. We don't have a minimum wage. And the big difference, and this is where the big lie comes from. Bernie says we're going to give you all this free stuff, but we're only going to tax the rich people. In Scandinavia, they tax the working class, 25% sales tax, and an income tax starting at 60000 is 60%. So really, the difference between their country and our country is they do have more free stuff in Scandinavia, but they pay for it with massive taxes on the working class and the middle class. He's full of shit. Massive taxes here, but we don't get any free stuff. We don't have free right. health care. Well, our, our public education system we, is a problem. We have, we have a Seems different, like the only people that get free stuff are the very, very well. well. We have a That's all, folks. ...form of taxation in our country, ours is much more progressive. So He's we've taken the poor off of the rolls. They don't pay income tax no. anymore. Most people below $50,000 don't pay any income tax. You are full of shit. Oh, my God. No people below $50,000 don't pay any income tax? In what fantasy world? We pay more income tax. You'll have a secretary paying more income tax than the CEO as a percentage. Poor off of the rolls. They don't pay income tax anymore. Most people below $50,000 don't pay any income tax. The top 1% in our country pay 40%. Our audience exactly. says that's not true. Well, <laughs> Which, that was a good response. At least there's a laughter. That's how you respond to a Republican, a fascist right-wing Trump and that the only sane response is laughter, frankly. And we'll know this country is on the right track when all responses, when the responses to all Republican speeches and statements and tweets is laughter. 
then we'll know where this country's seen. statistics say that the top 1% in our country pay 40% of the income tax and that those making less than $50,000... Donald Trump doesn't pay any income tax. Let me, let me, ask, let me ask you this, because I, you know, I live in Miami. There's tens of thousands of Venezuelan exiles living there. You talk a lot about Venezuela in your new, in your new book. I get a lot of... Um, a lot of political ads from the Republican Party. Donald Trump has tweeted this. Many have tweeted this. If you vote for Democrats, they will turn the United States into Venezuela. Do you think that's a fair statement to make? Well, if you vote for a socialist, you might get socialism. Come on. Don't do that. He's... he's well, this is good, because she responds the way you should respond. He's not a socialist. He's a, he's a corrupt, well, murderous thug who is starving right. his people. That's, that's it. Not true. That's yeah. not oh, true. that's not true? Yes, Maduro it is. Maduro's not a thug well, and a murderer no, it's not who's true. starving his people? Let's, let's have a conversation here. Chavez was uh, a socialist, and socialism was the economic system of Venezuela. And they stole. They are, it's and a kleptocracy. So, it's not that's socialism. Right. But, but here's the question is, they voted for... That's what she says. It's a, it's a kleptocracy. It's not socialism. You have it's they can say they got elected on socialist ideology i don't know the whole history of venezuelan elections so i i don't purport to be an expert on that but th it's exactly what she's saying you could you could come in and saying i'm uh, they all say they're for the people that they're go they're voting for the they're you know they want to uh, represent the people and then they turn into an autocrat or whatever. So um, what's happening in Venezuela is not the is not socialism. It's autocracy. And she's 100 percent. And Navarro is 100 percent correct. Whereas, of course, Rand Paul is a filthy fascist liar. Socialism. They voted. For, let me finish. No, I let, can't let, let me... you finish. If you're going to say Maduro is going to murder his son, I'm not going that's right, good. And I've got a bunch of neighbors we and friends who know this. Don't do this to me. We, don't mention Right. And then he puts his together. hands up to her face like, I don't want to, you know, talk to the hand. That He's a filthy, disgusting, trust-funded brat who doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Libertarianism? That, let me talk about libertarianism, which it's a, that, talk about a fantasy. I have, we have more... Uh, legitimacy talking about whether King Joffrey deserves the Iron Throne than we do talking about uh, li libertarianism. Because libertarianism is a fantasy. Uh, and most adolescents grow out of it after they read Ayn Rand and understand that it's nothing but trash that they're reading and stupidity. But uh, obviously Rand Paul isn't mature enough like the rest of his fascist Co cohorts, especially Twitler, and they they wrap all of this in legitimacy. They they try to sound so legitimate as they're spewing their lies. But anyway, let me just finish this. People cheer. Okay, that's the end of it. The case against socialism. Whatever the case against socialism. So what I wanted to what to rebut when first of all he's he's a liar because. Obviously, the he says that people under who pay who earn less than fifty thousand dollars pay no taxes. That what? Uh, he's been too long in the ivory tower, if that's what he thinks, or he th he's been talking to the Trump Anzies too long, if he thinks that we're all stupid enough to buy his lies without rebutting them but the fact is he's you know he's full of shit and he says uh 
according to the Courier Journal, which is the local paper in Kentucky, says while promoting his new book, The Case Against Socialism, on The View, Senator Rand Paul drew some guffaws by saying that most Americans making under $50,000 a year don't pay income tax, huh? Yes, that's what he said, and it might be a surprise to many in Kentucky where the median household income is $48,000. In fact, more than a million Kentuckians make less than 50000 a year. So, Paul said that the nation's progressive tax system, which places Americans in different tax brackets based on their income, has taken the poor off the rolls, and they don't pay income tax anymore. The audience began laughing, and the co-host Sonny Hostin called him out. Our audience says that's not true, and it's not. Depending on the circumstances, household size, tax exemptions, employment, military, or student status, people making that much um, may have to pay. Okay. According to 2019 federal income tax brackets, a person making 50000 a year who files a single with no dependents would pay around $69,000 in income taxes, about 14% of their taxable income. And that's the rub. When, co when contacted later, Paul's spokeswoman, Kelsey Cooper, said the senator was referring to families. Senator Paul meant to refer to family income, not individual income. She referred to a recent report by the Joint Committee on Taxation showing that an average family making less than 50000 a year pays a negative effective rate in other words, their deductions and credits combined reduce the, f the filer's federal income taxes to less than zero. But to focus on income taxes is misleading because, as uh, Jason Bailey, the executive director of the Kentucky Center for Economic Policy, says, I would say that people don't just pay income taxes, Bailey said. We all pay sales taxes, gas taxes, property taxes, which are much more regressive. Of course, that's what they do. Everybody pays taxes. Even those who supposedly are too poor to pay taxes, pay, they pay more taxes. We, because we're paying taxes. Every time you buy something in a store, you pay taxes on your groceries, on your gas. You pay, people pay par property taxes. We're paying taxes. Everyone's paying taxes except the rich who have, uh, I mean, it's hard to believe that a company like Amazon paid zero taxes. But as I see that the time for the show is winding down, I only have about four minutes left, I wanted to talk about briefly what he says about Norway. He's making the case for social. He's saying that the Norwegians will say they're not socialists, that they have a, a strong social safety net, that they don't have a minimum wage, but they're highly regulated as a matter of fact. Minimum wages are determined by collective agreements in in uh, economic sectors in Norway. In fact, they do, uh, as an example, a minimum salary in Norway is is 167 NOK. I don't know, roughly 1950 an hour for hospitality workers. They have a higher minimum wage than we do, and the fact that they have a strong social safety net is actually another the let me see i'm sorry guys i'm sounding where is it here we go it says bernie sanders is wrong this is from vox De denmark's prime minister i'm so i'm no i was i meant to say denmark not worry uh prime minister says that bernie sanders is wrong to call his country socialist 
So Bernie Sanders has long referred to himself as a socialist and rather than a member of the Democratic Party. Okay, we know this. This is the background. I know that some people, this is the, the president of Denmark is saying, I know that some people in, in the U.S. associate Nordic mo- the Nordic model with some sort of socialism. Therefore, I would like to make one thing clear. Denmark is far from a socialist planned economy. Denmark is a market economy. In his view, the Nordic model is an expanded welfare state which provides a high level of security to its citizens. But it is, but it is also a successful market economy which, with much freedom to pursue your dreams and live life as you wish. That sounds like the American dream to me. And it's exactly what he's saying. This is exactly what we're advocating for. We're not advocating for the government to own the mechanisms of 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 making a car or whatever, or or owning the mechanisms of the economy. What we're advocating for is exactly what he is saying: a highly regulated market economy, where we have a strong social safety net, where you. Where we have a relationship with the government, that we know we are the government, and we pay our taxes, and we get things back, like medical care, like a strong social safety net, like incentives. So when we ha- when people have children, they get to s- they stay home for six months to a year, and they get a stipend from the government. Things like that. That's what happens in in Denmark, and they only have they're they're they had they pay higher taxes. The the taxes that we pay here are about thirty five percent, and as average, so working people will pay thirty. A majority of working people will pay a tax rate in the thirty five percent range, right? In Denmark, it's not that much higher. Let's see, personal income tax in Denmark is expected to be fifty five point eight percent by the end of this quarter, according to Trading Economics. So you're talking about a matter of 15% more, and yet you have so many benefits, like going to school without coming out of college with $100,000 in debt, getting a stipend to study, or if you're unemployed, you get unemployment insurance until you find a job. The standard of living, as well as the quality of life, are so much higher because you have the freedom to be to pursue your dreams without falling through the cracks. It's very difficult to be poor in in those uh, Nordic countries, and that's why they consistently rank the highest as far as the on the happiness index. And it comes down to what is the meaning of life? What is the meaning of the an economy? As we were saying in the beginning of the show, is it to make a few people very rich so they can exploit government? And so they could use our tax dollars that we're paying so they can fly around the globe to strong arm natural gas companies and governments to give them a piece of the pie on our dime. That's what's happening with our tax dollars. We don't get anything. We don't even get a legitimate government. We don't even have a government that is in power legitimately because they receive the most votes. And they're using the government and the tax dollars that we pay into to allow them to fly around the world to enrich themselves. So honestly, I would pay. I'd pay a little bit higher taxes to not have to worry if I get sick, that uh, if I'm going to go bankrupt, or will I be able to create a heart-wrenching GoFundMe page 
to convince strangers to help me keep a roof over my head while I'm battling my illness and on and on. If I have children, are these children going to come out of college with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt? Are they going to be indentured servants to the banks? Or are they going to be free, free to live and have a, a decent life? Anyway, all right. I think that's a good place to leave it for now. Till we meet again, we will win. We're going to win because humanity, we're on the right side of humanity. We're on the right side of history. And they have nothing but lies. Listen to them. He couldn't even let himself be introduced, let the introduction go cold before he was spewing lies. So, all right, don't let them get you down. My name is Tara Devon. Thank you, everyone, for your for your support, for your super chats, for your patronage, and I'll keep keep coming back until you tell me to tell me not to. So you keep me going, I guess. Honestly, I don't know what else to say. I feel silly, but as I always say, we stick together. We win. I will try to do a weekday special this week. God knows what will be going on. Be safe. I'll talk to you guys later.